Alpha, you know what I need. Teenagers with attitude. That's correct, Alpha. Teenagers with attitude. What's up, bro? Teenagers with Attitude, the show where a bunch of grown adults sit around and talk about teenagers in tightly colored clothing fighting monsters, but also we talk about the real heroes, the Postal Service. That's right. <laughs> the most important people is the... Well, actually, I guess they don't work for the USPS, do they? They work no, it's for like a, It's like, like a FedEx thing. Yeah, they're, they're working for a fake UPS. Yeah. I mean, that's fine, too. You know, it works. It gets your stuff there. That's fine. I'm Zach, and joining me this week, we've got Mike... Hey, I'm here, and this is gonna be a weird one. Not that the episode's weird, but like an Amer- in a like its meta position in the overarching narrative of Power Rangers is very strange, and we'll get to it. Yeah, uh, we've got Simon. Hello, and we've got Emily. Hey, Ray. Uh, so yeah, we got a fun episode to get to today. Real quick before that, because we have a, a big stop at well, the Car Ranger uh, Garage. Yeah, I was going to say a real quick thing and then a real long thing. <laughs> yes. So we got to make this our new our our hold on hold on neo no no zeo oh more fact turborfact new zeo turborfact new zeo Yeah. There you go. It? Got there it. You go. There you go. Got it. Uh, yeah, I yeah. do. It is kind of a shame that because we have like a dedicated jingle for that, I feel like your fuck ups usually get edited out. <laughs> I mean, but I want the listeners to know that he always struggles with saying. I'll that. never get it. I never will. It's only it works next season. Here's the thing. I I love doing this show, and I'm I think I do a little bit more prep for it than I used to. But I will say that. Like, I don't, it's not like I sit around and think about like, okay, get ready to say the weird thing that Mike makes me say. Like, I don't (laughs) think about it between when I say it and then next week. So I'm not sitting here practicing. Maybe you should dedicate yourself a little bit more, Zach. You could like practice and get it right. Just say it. That's true. I should, I should work on it. Um, But we do have a little bit of news, which is that uh, for apparently the first time ever, the uh, original costumes from the the movie, the 1996 Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie, uh, are going to be auctioned off uh, by the Prop Store, which is a company that buys and resells uh, movie props. Um, 
they have obviously like changed hands before, but they've never actually gone up for auction. Uh, a quick correction, thing- so we don't get a million emails. The movie came out in '95. God damn it! You're right. <laughs> My bad. Uh, but one of the things that's neat about this is that the prop store actually gave a um, uh, a tour to uh, people might be familiar with Tested, which is a, a YouTube channel owned by. Uh, or affiliated with Adam Savage, uh, and they do a lot of prop-related uh, uh, discussions and stuff like that. Um, so they actually gave a, a a kind of tour of the costumes to uh, to test it, and you can see that on YouTube on their uh, on their channel. Uh, and it's neat because it, it, they show you like how everything works, um, including like the plugs that that plug into the the like battery pack on the chest for the big dumb headlights on the, the uh, <laughs> saber tooth tiger one. Like the fact that the helmets open really weird. Cause they're hard instead of like the, the way that the, the, I guess normal power Rangers helmets open. They, they're like, they like fold out into two pieces kind of, mm-hmm. Uh, and, and then just like the fact that they're leather and you can see like how beat up they are cause they're old, yeah. well, you know, they're old now. Yeah. Um, but they're well, neat like the, the original, the original Power Rangers helmets tend to just be like motorcycle helmets that they modify, right? Basically. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much. Well, they, they, um, I, I don't know if motorcycle helmets do the thing that the Power Rangers helmets do cause the Power Rangers helmets have little cloths on the side and they yeah. open up. So they're not yes. really motorcycle helmets at all. There's like a hinge on the top. Yeah. Because I don't think a motorcycle helmets do that, right? You just put them on your head. These ones, yes, like, on that's correct. And you're stuff, you're so. right. I, I don't know how they start building them. I don't know if they, they, yeah. I guess I don't know the answer to that question. Uh, but these like snap open at the back and like hinge, like it's like the the part that covers the the curved back of your head folds outward, so you can take it off. It's kind of weird. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of neat, and you can you can listen to them talk about it for a little bit. It's like a ten minute video. Uh, I think it's cool. I didn't realize that. You know, I I think a lot of people ha- make fun of of those costumes and and don't like them as much as the ones in this in the show, and that's fine. I, I like. I them. think it's I think it's neat how much they were like practical effects in terms of the like the lights on them and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. It's it's cool. So it's neat to take a look at that. Um, so I, I'm genuinely curious to see how much that'll sell for, because I feel like it could be any number, like it could be <laughs> some huge number or no one could give a shit. I I kind of can't tell. <laughs> I would love to have a power into the movie helmet, but I also don't have any money. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, also they're, they're like straight up just missing like the mouthpiece for a couple of them, which is funny because it mu- it just means they fell out at some point. They feel yeah. like, well, that's gone. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So there you go. Um. So without m- too much further ado, uh, <laughs> the episode we're gonna watch today is is the third episode in Power Rangers that has dealt with Diva Tox's evil Zords. But it's not a three-part series. It's just three episodes that happen to have evil Zords in them. And yeah, we, it, it, there's continuity, but only as much as this show ever has. Right, and we thought that was we always thought that was weird since the beginning. Uh, but 
Emily uh, has watched the Car Ranger episodes and, and all three and of them, is, yes. and is here to tell us how it go went over on that side. Pit stop at the Car Ranger garage. So um, this is this is less of a pit stop at the Car Ranger garage and more like a full detail <laughs> because <Yes>. like <laughs> it's three episodes and it's hard to like summarize those fast while also keeping all the details that i want to tell you all about so i ended up writing like a summary um but it's like a page long so that's okay it's an oil change and winter tire change at Mm -hmm. the at the car major garage yes okay so i'll just get started here so yeah we already explained that it was a three-part uh special but it was a christmas special um, oh. And in it, Dapu has made plans to celebrate Christmas with the Car Rangers, but they've already made plans to spend Christmas with their families. Dapu, mm-hmm. who lost his mother when the Bozox attacked his home planet of Hazard, becomes upset with the Car Rangers as he'll now be spending Christmas alone. We get to see that he's made this Christmas planner with illustrations. They look authentically like children's drawings that are super adorable. Like, one of them has them all gathered around as, like, the human characters, and then he, like, makes this big red X over it. Because he thinks it's not going to happen now. Um, meanwhile, can I ask both... a quick question? Oh yeah, absolutely. Dapu is we. His dad is Phantom Ranger. Yes, and, and we, I, I, we get to that here. But but my question is: Is Dapu like five? Like the alien equivalent? He's a child. Of five years old? I don't think he's okay, like. He I don't a... think he's five. I think he's like maybe like twelve. Okay, gotcha. Ish. But he is a baby. Yeah, me and Cass were actually thinking about like is is Justin Dapu? <laughs> like, cause, cause he, he, yeah that's yeah. the most direct translation yeah honestly i kind of thought it was that weird alien in the movie but like now i'm kind of thinking but yeah but also the estranged from the father and everything like that um but yeah meanwhile the bozak are given three giant robots from exhaust who plans to use them to steal the car ranger's karu magic zonet requests to be the pilot of the eagle robot and is first instructed to fly over the city and release flyers down onto it. Dapu is in the city sulking, finds one, and it reads that survivors of Planet Hazard are gathering in a city. Missing his father and believing he may still be alive, he goes against his better judgment to the meeting spot. The car rangers respond to the Bozak alarm the eagle robot set off, and Zonette detaches her car from the robot and meets with the red racer to give him her love diary. Because I guess exchanging diaries is a thing people who like each other do... I, yeah. I I never heard of that before, but Cassie said she had. Um, but well, quickly, her car flies off against her wishes and reconnects with the robot and starts fighting the car rangers. This is all a distraction, though, as meanwhile, the shark robot kidnaps Dapu. Also, I forgot to write this down in the summary, but she writes down in the in the diary um, what Exhaust is planning to try and warn them. So okay. this is her first like sense of like her becoming a good guy. The next episode, VRV Master returns to Earth sensing something was wrong, and after meeting up with the Car Rangers, deduces that Dapu has been kidnapped. The shark robot attacks, and it's revealed that car magic comes from the bond Dapu and the Car Rangers share. And because the Bozok took Dapu, as well as his feelings of loneliness, they can't power their zords, and are slowly running dry. You might remember that in the last episode, if you watched it, that the zords are running low on power and it's not explained at all. Yes, yes. Um... It happens this episode, too. The Car Rangers go to fight the shark robot, attacking the city while VRV Master goes to rescue Dapu in space. Back in space, Dapu finds a fortune fortune postcard sent to the Bozox from last year, sent by Sloxy, saying that if they blow up a planet starting with H, they would have a good year. 
Dapper <laughs> realizes that the sender is actually Exhaust, as it's just his name backwards. <laughs> <laughs> so he blames uh, Exhaust now for destroying his planet. Um, uh, back on Earth, using the last bit of Karu magic they have, the Car Rangers defeat the shark. Dapu attempts escape on his own and actually kicks someone for butt. He actually like, is really good at martial arts, apparently, but is ultimately rescued by VRV Master, which Dapu realizes is his father due to the master using bottle caps from coffee milk bottles as a weapon, something his father only did. <laughs> They're okay. about to escape, but with exhaust on their trail, VRV Master seemingly sacrifices himself so that Dapu can escape. In the final right. episode, Dapu is immediately captured again due to Zelmoda Elgar protect, pretending to be VRV Master. Dapu is trapped in the Cat Zord, powering it with his Karu magic, being converted into evil magic, or as they say, Aku magic. The Rangers call out to Dapu, saying that he must hold on so that they can celebrate Christmas together. And this awake- yeah, it's really sweet. This awakens <laughs> Dapu, declaring his love for the Car Rangers as they say they love him too. It's really good. Here's the thing. Christmas magic has been proven time and again in Power Rangers <laughs> to be the, the most powerful But this is uh, magic, source. so it's different. Well, but, but it comes from his love for Christmas, so it's fine. I mean, I, I guess technically, this overloads, overloads the cat robot with a huge amount of Karu magic. And after it shorts out, Dapu sends it all to the rangers. And they are able to defeat the Bozok and share Christmas together. Okay, that explains what the fuck happens at the end of this episode. Because yep. we'll talk about that <laughs> we'll, when we'll, we get there. Yeah, we'll get to that. There's an extra Christmas present there, though. Six bottles of coffee milk with a note from VRV Master saying they would reunite one day. Aww. Yeah, it's, 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 it's actually a really good, like, emotional three-parter that, like, has a lot of good moments and lots of funny moments. And, like, then, and I, I mean, I love Turbo, I, I love Power Rangers Turbo, but, like, the fact that they didn't take, make this, like, a, a an epic three-parter like they did in Car Ranger is kind of weird. It, it's... <laughs> It's weird that they chose to make it three different episodes because there's no, I don't understand why you couldn't, I mean, just make up something else. It doesn't have to be about Christmas magic. Also. No, no, yeah. It could be a completely different story, but like still a three-parter, but like, right. yeah. And if they even brought VRV Master back and they could have brought the Phantom Ranger back. Sure. Why not? Like, well, they, yeah. they didn't, so. <laughs> yeah. That's weird. Okay. What well, if the Phantom cool. Ranger was Justin's dad? Perfect. That would be great. I would actually kind of love that, to be honest. And then That'd Cassie's be... like, oops. <laughs> That's why he was away so much. Oh, Cassie's, <laughs> Cassie's fine. She doesn't care. Whatever. Um, I mean, sure, but like they shouldn't date. because <laughs> <laughs> He's presumably so, like 40. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this is episode 43 of Power Rangers Turbo, Parts and Parcel. Um, and... We open. So this this is let's say this right out of the jump. It's kind of a TJ episode, but primarily this is a Bulk and Skull episode. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It is. Mo- it is. I mean, it's definitely the most important they've been to the plot in, in a Turbo yeah. period. In, yeah, in Turbo probably. Yeah. Um, and uh, they are they they start they're working for a, a delivery service, super duper fast deliveries, um, and they're dressed basically like UPS. I guess it is a UPS thing. They got the brown. Uh, yeah, they got the shorts. They got the hats. They got everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They look like 
them, but just uh, off-brand. Uh, yeah. Uh, and they are here to deliver a package to Lieutenant Stone at the Jim and Juice Bar. And uh, TJ, who is sitting with Cassie, is like, you know, I really admire Bulk and Skull. They work really, really hard. And Cassie's like, yeah, but it's never the same job twice. <laughs> and I think that <laughs> that's <you> nice. <laughs> Here's the thing. It's nice that TJ acknowledges that Bulk and Skull work hard. However, it is, I mean, it's so they can eat and have a place to live. So it's yeah. like, <laughs> it's not, I don't know. Nobody else in Power Rangers has to fucking work. So like, <laughs> it's, it's a little... Like a sideways. Do you think Demetria pays the Power Rangers? Is it a, is it a job for them? Because like, because well, they- do they still live with their parents? I don't. I don't have, think they do. I don't think we've seen the parents of this batch. And we haven't seen the parents of this batch, but like, we're back to them being high schoolers. So I assume so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I. I mean, like, you could take TJ's comment as being like. That's a thing in capitalism, wherever where it's supposed to be like an admirable trait to like sure. devote your entire life to work, but right. that's not really what's happening, TJ. <laughs> yeah, no. and as far uh, as giving the Rangers a wage, Zordon definitely didn't. Demetria, I don't know because she was annoying, but she doesn't seem to be a scumbag like Zordon did. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yes, this is fair. I don't know. It's like as as annoying as the like the whole fucking like Socratic method thing was. Like, it was clear that she was doing, like, from the fact that she just fucking dropped it, it's clear that she was doing it on purpose. Mm-hmm. And it seemed like she was trying to teach the Rangers to think for themselves. She was making some effort to turn these children into, like, self sustaining heroes. She was right. the good mom, and Zordon's the bad dad. <laughs> <laughs> so, um. Um, I got, I want, real quick, Cassie's look this episode fucking rips. <laughs> I was like, actually gonna say. I think she's, well, she's still wearing Carlos's vampire jacket. This is like she got it off of him, and now it's hers, and it's, it works she, on she, her. She, yeah, it works. Like she makes it work, and she's also got these like torn jeans, and she's so fucking cool. I, I <laughs> think, I think basically everybody has a killer look this episode. Uh-huh. It's kind of wild. Yeah, like we'll, we'll yeah. get to the shirt that Carlos is wearing because holy shit, Carlos is hot as fuck in this episode. <laughs> it's wild. Like, oh yeah. Uh, but I do want to say, uh, regarding Cassie's look in this scene, the way she is dressed, were this any earlier season, would have been an indication that she had been turned evil. Yeah. Yeah, totally. It's funny, because, like, growing up, I, f- I feel like I didn't see people do pink and black, really, until, like, the early the, 2000s the emo maybe like phase you can just say the emo phase or four when <laughs> when like hot mm-hmm. topic stuff started yeah. getting popular scene and but, emo fashion yeah but she's got uh the pink shirt uh black leather jacket and the ripped jeans and she looks great um dj doesn't have his fucking awesome outfit yet but he'll get it later mm-hmm. uh, yeah. so anyway Bulk and Skull uh, are delivering a package, uh, supposed to be a new blender to uh, Lieutenant Stone. He opens the package, and there's nothing in there. Um, Bulk and Skull are freaked out and uh, say that the the daytime bandit has been stealing all of their stuff. Yeah, well, the, the daytime thief. and Daytime thief, sorry. Yeah, and they, dig, they open up a couple of their packages, and they're like, oh no, and a radio's gone, and a microwave. Apparently, someone has just been stealing electronics from packages they're delivering. Yep. 
and they're getting blamed for it. And the, the weird thing is, all those packages look intact. So the thief yes. is like somehow stealing the stuff from inside the boxes and sealing them back up, which is pretty impressive. Yeah, this should be the first clue for TJ because clearly magic is involved. Uh-huh. Right. And 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 um and I like Balkan Scholar saying that they are in danger of being arrested from their boss. Okay, this is which the is thing not I wanted. <laughs> this is the thing I wanted to hit hit on. The Balkan Skull say that say our boss thinks we're stealing this stuff, and I was like, okay, that makes sense. Uh, so that he's gonna fire you, right? And they're like, he told us if, told us if we don't find out where it went, it where it went, we're gonna go to jail. And I'm like, wait, what the fuck? Excuse me. <laughs> like, well, I guess the idea is that he'll report evidence. them to the cops. Yeah, but they just like, don't have any evidence. Like, yeah, if. Listen, I understand that uh, lots of people have bad uh, relationships with their bo- with their boss. Mm-hmm. If your boss's immediate first thing that he says when something goes missing is "I'm gonna go- send you to jail," you should quit. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I buy it's it's solid kid show logic though. Like, yeah, sure. for sure. We think you're stealing all of this expensive stuff. If you don't solve this, you're going to prison. Like, sure. it doesn't really hold water from a lot of angles, uh, like, regardless of how you feel about bosses or the police, but, like, yeah, it's it's just, it, it's, 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 it's TV show logic, basically. It's just funny that it went straight yeah. there, but, mm-hmm. See, but we're, yeah. we're, we're doing the show that we do, where we make fun of the show, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so, there's something I want to say here about what's about to happen, okay. and about, kind of about the episode as a whole. So, admittedly, a lot of my preconceived notions about this episode came from uh, the Linkara video that we've referenced a few times, mm-hmm. where he's done History of the Power Rangers. And one of the things he's pointed to, and I and I, I guess I was always under the impression that this was going to be kind of a consensus, I don't know, is that this is sort of presented as an episode that's about, it's kind of a reconciliation point between Bulk and Skull and the Rangers. Sort of. And, pe- and people talking about how, like, and this is the point that the Linkara in particular made is that it feels weird that this happens with the new rangers rather than with the old ones. Yeah. But yeah, I actually want to argue that this being the new rangers is the only way this episode makes sense. <laughs> because the thing that happens immediately is that when Bulk and Skull are about to get in, like, not just their usual cartoony trouble, but mm-hmm. actual for reals serious trouble for yep. something that is not their fault, TJ immediately springs to their defense and offers to help. Mm-hmm. There, I cannot imagine a world where either Jason or Tommy were, were, would do that ever under any circumstances. When, yeah. uh, when, who were the Rangers when the baby thing happened? Where Balkan Skull took care I of that? I think baby? that was the introduction of the second. Yeah. I think Rangers, you're right. right. Yeah, that was that was the transition of the new Rangers. Because that's the, I uh, think the two. first time where the Rangers and Balkan Skull like really like work together, even if it's not like you know. Uh, they're yeah, not like and, and it wasn't like they weren't really working together on purpose. They just had converging goals, right? Um, so, so it does make. I think you're right. It, it's weird because they Balkan Skull act like, oh my god, it's so nice to like be accepted, mm-hmm. and that's a little strange. But I do agree that with this group, it makes more sense. They, they've it basically does. been Cause, friendly. Cause like, well, I think I think it also like works because like this is them getting a bond, and before they kind of just were like near each other. Like this right. is them like yeah. becoming friends of Bulk and Skull, and like it, yeah. it, it makes the thing that happens in the end of space make more sense. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? 
Yeah. Yeah. But also, I do want to uh, kind of further point, like, not only is... Not only is TJ the only Red Ranger so far that I would believe would jump to their defense immediately. Mm-hmm. Later on, we're going to get the whole team involved. Like, all of the Rangers are going to be like... Like, TJ is basically just going to get the gang together. And it's like, okay, there's some supernatural shit happening. And it's going to ruin Bulk and Skull's lives if we don't do something. This is all hands on deck. Yeah. Yeah. I don't see... Like, not only do I not see any previous Red Ranger doing what TJ does, I don't see any previous lineup of the team doing what the team does. I do Kimberly's not see like, any skills in trouble. Fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I do not see any pre like and and yeah, there, there was that kind of episode where Kimberly and, and Skull had a moment. But grand I scheme think of they things, very reluctantly help. But they, yeah, I'd be like, these, uh, I guess we'd better because right, Zed's but, doing it or whatever. But like, yeah, this this is like I like I buy it with this group. I do not buy it with any previous group. This is this is the only lineup of Rangers of the ones we've had where I can be like. Yeah, I feel like they would step up like immediately and try to help Bulk and well, Skull. Also, and chalk it up to like kind of inconsistent writing and everything, but no matter how much we like them, the the problem is that Bulk and Skull did you know physically assault the the first team of Rangers multiple times. So yeah. like, no matter well, how much, to. right? So that's always there. This that, is that baggage like a, is there because Bulk and Skull like have grown as people. They're still not the best. Like, they're still kind of assholes, but they have grown as people over the seasons. But for any previous group of Rangers, they're gonna have that baggage from when they were the high school bullies. Yeah, it just makes sense. I think another angle to take it from, too, is that, like, to the Rangers, these are a couple of kooky adults that they know. Like, they don't, like, kind of, like, offhand, and, like, then he hears they're in trouble, and he's like, oh, I'm gonna help them. Rather than being like, there are bullies, and we're yeah, going to help them. they've never been oh. bullies to this group. So yeah, like, like, yeah. Emily, what you just said crystallized something in my mind. Yeah, they're older. So, uh, y'all weren't here uh, <laughs> last week, but one of the things we wound up talking about is how... God, Lieutenant I Stone last like, week. <sighs> say what? <laughs> what now? The, the, the episode was really bad. I, I wasn't on the episode covering it, but man, that was a bad episode. Oh, oh Power Rangers, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, our like, TWA's great. I'm sure it's amazing. <laughs> I'm just saying, so, something we talked about when it was when it was me and, the, and, and all the guests doing the, the, the makeup episode is that uh, Lieutenant Stone just, like, does not click in the Ernie role as far as being, like, this lovable, affable, like, the adult friend of the group the way Ernie did. Because that's not that's not the role like Lieutenant Stone's actor was hired to play. He was hired to be like the gruff, like overbearing, like su- like superior cop kind of guy. Like he was like the way I put it was he was hired to play the bad guy in a in a fucking police academy movie, basically. Um, so that this new team of Rangers kind of doesn't have that equivalent of like the the adult who's just kind of fun to be around and maybe a little bit of a scumbag. But like you say that it hit me. Bulk is their Ernie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. It doesn't really 100% one to one click, but I think I think Stone and Bulk together kind of make up for Ernie's absence as far as like their relationship to the group. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Um but yeah, so we've got this uh Basically, TJ jumps in and says, "Oh, hey, you know, if they've hit that many times, they're the, uh, they'll do it again." 
and uh, we're gonna ha- I'm gonna help you catch them. And they do. They even do like a little handshake thing, which it's is cute. cute. Yeah. yeah, it's great. TJ's like, a really good guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like he really he really plays into it. Like so, Skull puts his hand in, then and TJ puts his hand in, then Bolt puts his hand in. And then they all just do it again, so they have all six of their hands, and then they, and they do a finger wiggle. It's yeah, the finger wiggle's good. <laughs> so they all show up to this, uh, so Bulk Skull and, and TJ go to this warehouse where, where the packages are being stored before they get shipped out. Before anything happens, let's talk about what they're wearing. The stealth gear! St- <laughs> yeah, stealth gear. Uh, for Bulk and Skull, it's like a ridiculous... Like leather get ups with including Skull having a really silly hat. I mean, they uh, look like thieves straight up while they're on a stakeout to trying to prove they're not thieves, yeah. which I thought yeah. was pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah, they're all wearing all black leather jackets, black pants, big old boots, different hats, but they're all black. TJ looks cool as hell. He's <laughs> yeah. got a he's got a, a Kangol or like a, a newsboy cap backwards. Yep. yep. Uh he looks great. Uh and Bulk and Skull immediately get in this big fucking Ark of the Covenant crate and, <laughs> and hide in there. <laughs> yeah. So, hey, uh, something we've talked about a lot is how much more effort and, it must be said, money this show has put into, like, one-off sets this season. Oh, yeah. This warehouse full of boxes. Like, like yeah, that, well, for now, there's probably nothing in there because they're just prop boxes. But later on, yep. we're going to see, like... After the place has been ransacked, spoilers, I guess, there's going to be just toys and shit strewn all over the place. Yeah. Like, the prop department put a lot of work into this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. Uh, and it's only there for, like, two shots, the inside of the warehouse, at least. Yeah. We see TJ uh, climb up on top of a bunch of boxes and kind of hide, and then they, they're doing a stakeout. They're just yep. waiting f- waiting for the, the bad guys to show up. It's a good thing it's the daytime thief, so they know they won't be there until nighttime. Right, exactly. <laughs> That's how you know. Um, Bulk and Skull. Po- there's a cut. I like a probably a commercial break. Bulk and Skull pop up and are like, "Hey, TJ, could you go get food? We're hungry." <laughs> Which is cute. Uh, He's like, "Yeah, sure, guys." <laughs> yeah, TJ's Again, like, he's sure, such a I'll- nice dude. He's an affable guy." <laughs> yep. And then uh, he goes to get food, and then we cut to what, the what I find very unrealistic here, though. He does not ask them what they want. He's just going to go out and get food. <laughs> oh, he knows. You know exactly <laughs> what to get them. I guess they just want to see them at the juice bar. <laughs> they just want sandwich. Yep. Morgan's called <laughs> 12 inches. Like, well, he goes to get, like, donuts, I think. It, it, it looks like he gets donuts, but it also gets a bag, so that could be sandwiches and that. I, I and do like, believe the traditional steakout food is donuts, so you would true. expect that. Uh, we it's cut true. to Divatox, uh, and she is pacing back and forth, uh, waiting for the, the Zords to be finished. Um, Porto says they are finishing, uh, putting the finishing touches on the remote control because they are going to be, uh, remote controlling the Zords for some reason. I, I don't know why, uh, it's not really defined in the show. Uh, and I mean, and Rygog's going to be directly in one, so it doesn't even make sense. Right. But well, Rygog's going to be in one, controlling the other two, because that's yeah. what happens in the sense. Yeah, it's, a, it's a, okay. Yeah, for sure. Because yeah, that is what happens in the original thing. It, it, it kind of the one Zord just controls the other Zords too, kind of thing. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, so uh, they they're getting them all set up. Um, he he. Uh, Porto hands Rygog this big remote control. 
uh, and says you'll be able to control all three Zords at once. I kind of love this remote control. It looks like three Game Gears t- taped yep. together. It makes uh, sense. It checks out. Might literally three of them. what it is. <laughs> um, and uh, then we cut back down to TJ, um, who is returning with, yeah, probably donuts and it's, a it's the canonical pink box of donuts that they always have on TV shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... Okay, uh, yeah, we'll get, sorry. It's just, he's about to leave, and I, mean, I get so mad that he doesn't give them the food first. They're hungry! <laughs> you <Yeah>. jerk! <laughs> yeah, he, he, that's true. So he gets called by, uh, by Alpha, and he just puts the food down outside in, like, uh, um, in the van. a forklift? Or a oh, van? Or, or yeah. I guess something. maybe he's like, I can't come up with a reason why I'd leave after giving them the food. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. At this uh, point, he can just say, like, I was in line. Sorry, guys. You know, like. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the thing is, Bulk and Skull don't ask him about, like, how long it took him. Because, like, eh, just, just the line was long or something. Who knows? Yeah. So, Bulk and Skull hear something in the warehouse. And uh, they fight over who should go look to see who it is. Um, they finally both pop up at the same time. See that someone's coming in, but then immediately hide because they're too scared mm-hmm. to see who it is. Um, we then cut outside uh, to TJ and Carlos and Ashley. Uh, so now it's fashion time. Ashley has a nice <laughs> uh, brown shirt and pants and a yellow uh, uh, overshirt, which is cool. Carlos has... Black pants, and then I don't like what is this shirt? I don't know how to describe <laughs> it's, it's, it. It's like it's, satin or something. It's like it's reflective and kind of color changery. It's like a yeah. green and black bowling shirt that's made of silk or or like some other shiny material. Mm-hmm. And I fucking love it. It's you so ever great. see rainbows form in a puddle of oil that's been spilled on the ground? <laughs> yes, yes, it's that. that's his shirt. <laughs> There's, yeah. there's a word for that kind of look. I just don't remember what it is right now. I'm pretty sure I had a shirt like this as a kid. Like it was a it was a popular thing. And it's and listen, we all thought it was cool as fuck at the time, and then we stopped, and we were wrong to stop. Yeah, it, it is <laughs> still awesome. It's the kind of shirt that was popular immediately before the Dragon Ball Z shirts. This was the last yes. form before that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so Carlos looks great. Uh, the, the three of them fight some, uh, oh, so some Protrons are getting ready to steal a phone. Uh, and, and for younger viewers, they used to just have phones like <laughs> around, phone. uh, yeah, pay phone. Yep. Yeah. You, you know, you know what? I, I, I feel like pe- even kids, I feel like they know what a pay phone is. I, I feel like I they've know. seen them. I'm just kidding. I think yeah. they just don't have them at airports and <laughs> the, stuff. The, but. There's one near my convenience store that I kind of like. It's a, I, I kind of forget it's there most times, but every once in a while I notice it. And I'm like, oh, shit. There's still a phone booth right there. It's weird. <laughs> yeah. It, it just remind, reminds me of the Sonic the Hedgehog movie in the scene where he's like, I'm going to use a phone booth. It's only used by felons and drug dealers. <laughs> yeah, that's what, that's <laughs> what my musician goes as well. It's like, oh, well, there must be some drugs here, I guess. <laughs> um, so the uh, what, I, what I love, this is an obvious gag, you know, that you kind of it, it's a simple joke you see in kids shows all the time, but it's still it's still nice. 
you see them like scoping out the piranatrons and like, okay, I don't know what they're doing, but at least we have the drop on them. And then the camera pans over and there's a shitload of piranatrons sneaking up on the ranger. They have gotten, they get snuck up on so much and it's always when they're being sneaky and they're just, they don't have good peripheral vision. Mm -hmm. Listen, they they don't have, they, they didn't put any stats in a stealth, okay? They just, no. They just got to fight, and that's what they do. Well, they put it in the <laughs> stealth, but not perception is the thing. Right, ah. exactly. <laughs> so they uh, they get ambushed, and we get a unmorphed fight, and it's a good one. Um, mm-hmm. TJ like uses his coat to to like distract them and and like put them over their heads. Uh, Carlos has like some real good kicks, uh, just some good fucking um, martial arts stuff. Mm-hmm. And so does Ashley. Yeah. Ash, Ashley does some fun stuff with boxes. Yeah. Actually, we kind of glossed over it, but there's a bit uh, when 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 uh, Alpha initially calls TJ and is like, hey, there's Piranatrons. We need you to go help. He says, send Carlos and Ashley to meet me there. Just Carlos and Ashley. Do not bother <laughs> to tell Cassie or Justin what's happening. We don't need them all. It's fine. We, yeah. we got and this. And I'm sure, I'm sure it was like to get around some sort of availability schedule for, for sure. the actors. It's like, well, we can just get these three for this scene. But it is kind of funny that he's just like, okay, yep. send two of my allies, not all of them. <laughs> send just two my of favorite them. rangers over, please. Yeah. There is also a bit, uh, last thing to mention in this fight, where the Piranatron yep. takes the coat that was used on him off him and just like wildly swings it at TJ. And it's yeah, he really tries funny to get looking. back at him and like TJ grabs it back from him this way and yeah. puts it back on. It's pretty good. It's great. It's, it's cute. Coat fight, coat fight, coat, coat fight. fight. Uh, the two of the Piranatrons rip the phone out of the booth and then they all teleport away. Carlos says, wow, they must have really needed to make a phone call. And like, Carlos gets up holding his side. Like he got really hurt there. That's not something you see quite. Yeah. Like the, the way he's like kind of overacting, like shit, are you okay, Carlos? But they never get back to that, I guess. Nope. Well, something they do in this, in this fight is like they, they really, they don't normally show the Piranatrons as a real threat. No. You know, mm-hmm. it's kind of the mook. And, and this is this has happened with all the mooks. But, like, I feel like with all the mooks, there's been a pretty decent mix of, like, sometimes the rangers have the upper hand. But every once in a while, like, you know, the mooks will get some hits in. Piranatrons have been very explicitly pathetic the entire time. And, like, they just, they're just getting some hits in here. Yep. It's like three episodes left. I guess it's time to let's let's time, throw the piranatrons. Time to get serious. <laughs> See, I mean, after they got beat up all by Justin that in that ant episode, they just like we got to step up our game, guys. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they've been pumping iron this whole time, right? <laughs> uh, pr- the piranatron. I mean, listen, their song is literally about how they smell. They had to get a little bit better at it. Um. TJ is like, okay, I got to go back in there. You guys leave because uh, they're going to wonder where I went. Uh, he goes in. And he's the, the donuts. He picks the, the food back up from the van, which is good. Yes. Yes. Uh, but unfortunately, the whole warehouse has been like totally ransacked. There's open boxes everywhere. Um, he rushes to Balkan and Skull. And they are hiding behind some stuffed animals. <laughs> ch- with their Specifically teeth. a martial artist teddy bear maybe and a pink and mostly green hippo yes it's a hippo i thought it was like an off-brand yoshi it looks kind of like yoshi but not quite 
Yeah, I can see the big nose and everything. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. And, and Bulk's got the, the martial artist bear and Skull's got the hippo, if anyone's wondering. <laughs> and uh, he's like, what's wrong? Where, did you see him? And they're like, no, we didn't see him. We were hiding. And TJ, this is cute. I, I like this. He's like, guys, that was the <laughs> point of the stakeout. You were supposed to. And then like he sees them how scared and upset they are and he's just like it's fine we'll get them next time and i i thought that was cute kind of feels yeah. like there could have been a joke there where skull says i thought a steak out was we we're gonna eat some steak speaking of which <laughs> do you have the steaks <laughs> uh but yeah like they they i i like that part that that tj is like okay don't worry about it it's not that big a deal right you guys uh, are basically children i'll i'll take care of it okay right yeah <laughs> um then we cut uh, to the Jim and Juice bar, and we get a, a skull and a dress joke, which is unfortunate. Yeah, uh, he's dressed like an old lady for reasons. It barely matters, which is weird. Like, just don't do this, then, guys. It's not. I don't know. And like, they don't. They don't really make a big joke out of it. We don't really laugh at they skull's don't. expense, other than go, haha, funny costume. He's an old lady, right? But, but yeah, there's, so there's just one don't do bit it. where, like, in disguise, he. He calls Bulk sweet, like sweetie. Yeah, sweetie. Yeah, it's kind of an I, I, I love a man in uniform kind of bit. But. Yeah, that that's just him hitting on his boyfriend, though. Yeah, like, that's yeah. just what they call each other. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so so anyway, they they are dressed up to do undercover. They've got some bait boxes, and then yeah, basically everyone, all the Rangers are in on it now. Um, which and I Lieutenant guess, Stone and Lieutenant Stone. So yep. I guess. Like they're just doing it as friends, like because they don't know that they're they're the Power Rangers, so that they're just like, yeah, we'll help you catch yeah. this thief. Yeah, yeah, is, and they, they don't sweet. even and they and like you know, spoilers. It's it it involves Divatox, the uh-huh. thief thing, but like they don't know that yet. They're I just mean, like trying to help their butt out. To be fair, they were like staking out the warehouse, and right. then Piranatron showed up in the daytime and stole the phone in front of them. Like, no, I feel like saying, there's a couple okay, of dots sure. they could connect there. But but they haven't. They don't, yeah. <laughs> like, no. They could, but they haven't. <laughs> but yeah, this this is just and it, it's it's actually kind of funny to see sort of the turnaround with uh with Lieutenant Stone here because like he was like at the start, he's totally ready to throw Bulk and Skull under the bus because they're like, Y'all lost my fucking blender, what is wrong with you? <laughs> Like, that's, that's the last straw. Like after every ind- uh, indignity that he suffered at their hands, the blender was just over the line for him. He was really like, oh, don't get it twisted. Blender. He would not be helping if TJ didn't like step oh, for up sure. and speak for them. You know. Oh come on, Balkan or er, Lieutenant Stone loves them. No, he gave them so many he second also chances. Hates them is the thing. He, yeah, he, he loves true. and hates them. Um. So the plan is that uh, Bulk is p- pulls up in his truck. Uh, to um, Skull, who is like pretending to be the person that he's delivering packages to. Wh- whose house is this? Probably Lieutenant Stone's, right? Okay, somebody's it house. Almost has to be. Lieutenant Stone uh, wouldn't let 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 Skull get anywhere near his bushes of a hedge clipper. Oh, that's true. He does love his plants. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so is this just Bulk and Skull's house? It could be. Like, Bulk we don't and know Skull's where they house. live anymore. Yeah, it's just it's just. Could be makes the house. makes the disguise even weirder. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just be just dress as you if this is your house. <laughs> like, he did. Who knows? Yeah, anyway. this is just how he dresses. That's fine. this is some random person's house. Like, okay, no one's home. Let's use this that, one. It, the, the, the part that I like is that their plan is to stage a fake delivery and trust that the thieves will strike. 
like this this one time for sure because they can't apparently like miss a single one of them even though they got it right from under their noses before the delivery last time there's, there's some holes in that plan is all I'm saying right so so he delivers the package to to skull and then he to TJ they've got little headsets by the way it doesn't really yep. come into play but he's like uh what do I do now they like they didn't show up because this took 45 seconds so it's not like <laughs> Like it yeah. was a long. It thing. actually is kind of a, a a fun little detail, is that TJ checks in with the other Rangers over the communicator and then talks to Bulk and Skull through the headset. Yeah, because he makes a point of like Bulk and Skull know that TJ's there for the stakeout, but as far like, and I'm not I'm not sure why exactly, but the Bulk and Skull don't know that the rest of the Rangers are there. Oh yeah, that's true. I don't know. And why like, there's either. a there's a moment with where the Rangers in the car like duck below the dashboard. To hide, and I guess I don't know. Maybe it's to keep up appearances and not let Bulk and Skull like. Like I, I guess the idea is that like, well, if we have to morph, we don't want Bulk and Skull to know we were here. Yeah. Oh so. no, I think that is it because because uh, TJ is going to run away with Bulk and Skull, but mm-hmm. then the other guys can morph. They just yeah. don't. So yeah. Anyway, can I just um, say I really don't like Skull the way Skull is acting with those hedge clippers. He kind of waves at Bulk with them while. By like sli- kind of slicing them up in the air, and they're completely open during that. It's bad. It's, it's yeah. bad. Clipper. He does like, not have good clipper discipline. In, in, yeah, exactly. in universe, that's like something I could believe Skull could do. But also, what if he actually just stabbed Paul yeah. Schreier's eye out? Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's. I'm sure it's just a prop clipper. You know, I hope, well, hope so. I but guess so- it'd be easier just to buy real hedge clippers. So yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, they look pretty real to me, but yeah, you in, know. In any case, uh, TJ suggests, okay, we'll just fake deliver some packages to the next house and stall. <laughs> and Bulk's like, okay, so he delivers some packages to the next house, and it works. And and that's <laughs> it. They, they only needed thirty more seconds, I guess. Protrons <laughs> um, show up and start stealing everything out of the back of the truck. Um, and TJ still takes a second to like really ascertain that what is really happening is that Piranatrons are stealing the packages. He really needs like incontrovertible proof that they're behind this. Yeah. Oh, hey, I'm sorry. I forgot to mention. Have we seen Ashley's car before? Mm, All right. Maybe because there was the mechanics episode. She might have been working on that car in that episode. I love Ashley's car. She has a yellow convert- convertible. It's yeah, very it's cute. cute. Uh, yeah, it's it's yellow Jeep kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To with the with the top down at least in this one, um, yeah. I think I think we have seen it once. Okay, I'm not sure. I, I think you're right. It it did it, it sort of rang a bell. But in in any case, uh, the Pronotrons are stealing the stuff. Skull goes back there to check because he heard a bunch of noise and then freaks out. Uh, the Pronotrons then go to I don't know murder this old lady presumably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that's what they do. A fun little uh, character moment that goes completely uncommented on is that when Skull is in danger, Bulk springs into action. Yeah, he, he does. Like, That's true. He, yeah. Like he like he doesn't. He's not afraid or anything. He immediately runs up and helps Skull to his feet. Yep. And then they all run away. I don't know like what he thinks he's going to do, but he does run he's straight to get Skull over out there. Of there. Yeah, he's going to get. He's going to yeah. help Skull escape. 
Yeah. Um, I, I, I also like that this one Piranatron just, like, drops the bag and starts staring, giving a death stare to Skull, and starts slowly... <laughs> ap- he looks like he's gonna fucking kill Skull. Yeah, I mean, he would. <laughs> like, it's not shown very much, it's off-screen, but Piranatrons and Divatox are in the murdering civilians' business. That's what That's they true. do all day, and... Yeah. Oh, what- God, I just remembered... There's there's a shot in the Car Rangers episode with the shark where there's people on a boat and the the Zord the monster comes out and shoots missiles at him and the boat explodes and there's there's no way those people got off. No, so they they're dead. Up, they just should have some murdered people in front of you on in the Sentai show and that's that was Damn. wild to me because <laughs> like obviously it's implied people die but like right. That you don't usually see it. it. <laughs> usually they they operate by the like out of sight, out of mind yeah, thing. But yeah. so uh Bulk Skull and TJ run away, and I love this. Uh mm-hmm. the other Rangers are in Ashley's car and and know it's happening. So as they're running, uh they cross a street and then Ashley's car pulls up, and yep. all three of the other rangers get out and just kick the shit out yeah. of these projects. Yeah, and Cassie looks so cool. Like, yeah. <sighs> like, Ashley comes, like, flying out of the car from, like, on top of the door and comes out kicking and immediately, sorry, immediately grabs the Piranatron and starts, like, punching him. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Also, uh... Quick costume change, mostly the same thing, except that now Ashley is wearing a brown vest with, and a little brown hat, which I like more. And Cassie has replaced her ripped jeans with black jeans, so now she has black jeans and a leather jacket, and she just she looks great. It's yeah, I think good. I think the ripped jeans were a little bit cooler looking, but that's still a good look. Yeah, it rolls. So they kick the crap out of these Piranatrons. A couple of them are still chasing uh, Bulk Skull and TJ. I do love like how hard TJ commits to like keeping up appearances. It's like, yep. well, I can't let Bulk and Skull know I'm a Power Ranger, so I have to act like I'm afraid, and we all have to hide behind this dumpster. It's great, except that everyone has seen these five teenagers unmorphed fight monsters uh-huh. repeat like over and over again. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> they're so bad at hiding it. Also, but- the bit I like as they're hiding is that Skull is hiding Bulk behind his hat. As they're crouching there. (laughs) Yeah, he puts his uh, big uh, flower hat over Bulk's mouth, uh, (laughs) and they all hide behind a dumpster. Uh, The two Piranatrons run past him, and I do like the Piranatron acting of them just being like, which way do we go? It's pretty funny looking. Uh, And then they run off. uh, So, this box that TJ pulls out, did he take it from the Piranatrons? It's one of the ones that they were taking, I guess, and maybe it flew out. Because he opens it and sees a bunch of, like, random, like, electronics parts, like circuit boards and shit. Bulk Bulk had it. it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He was running with it. I I was confused because, like, TJ looks at it and, like, this is, I guess it's the last piece of the puzzle in his mind. He sees it and he's like, oh, shit, electronic parts. Hmm. Hey, I, you know, and then he's like, okay, you guys stay here. Lay low. Uh, meet me at the gym at Juice Bar in two hours. Just trust me on this. Mm-hmm. I have to point something out, which is that TJ, this is a package. <laughs> I, I almost missed yes. this. This is a package that is completely wrapped in brown paper, like shipping paper, which is pretty tough mm-hmm. uh, and presumably taped up. Mm-hmm. Uh, TJ looks at this package and <laughs> 
punches through the top of it, including a, a spot that is not like yep. creased at all. He just punches through the entire box to open it, which is this, awesome. This is this, this is how heroes open boxes. They don't know how to do it otherwise. In fairness, this is how uh, Stone, Bulk, and Skull were opening boxes earlier. Yeah. But by like, the way, they don't even try to pretend that these boxes are sturdy. Like these yeah. are just prop boxes. They just, and they just, just punch rip open. right into them. By the way, I, just, I didn't mention it back there, but as soon as like. Uh, Lieutenant Stone doesn't have his blender in his box, and like Skull Stripes, uh, sorry, Bulk tri- starts ripping open a bunch of other boxes. It, they're like immediately right there. You're not you're not supposed to open any boxes you're delivering. No, yeah, they're yeah. breaking. <laughs> so they could law. get fired just for that, I guess. But yeah, um, yeah, that is that's I, true. I also um, thought it was kind of funny that they're like, "What are you gonna tell our boss? Space Invaders stole them." It's like, yeah. You live in Angel Grove. <laughs> you could do that. It's yeah. not that weird. I mean, we've mentioned <laughs> yeah, this before, is a recurring thing. Yeah. Is that <laughs> monsters are everywhere, but when Bulk and Skull talk about monsters, no one believes them. I mean, it's been mentioned, but there's an episode in a later series where a giant monster is attacking the city, and there's a little girl cowering on top of a skyscraper in the closet somewhere, and a lady comes up to her and says, what's wrong, honey? And she says, there's monsters attacking the city. And the lady says, oh, honey, monsters don't really exist. <laughs> It's it's yeah. unbelievable. Again, monster the, truthers, the, the yeah. fucking QAnon, the monster truthers of, pow- <laughs> of uh, Power Rangers. Um, yeah, but like it is bear, bearing in mind the logic of people who will deny anything. Like, yeah, we, we've we've seen this year about conspiracy theorists yeah. and, and all that jazz. But within within the sound internal logic of a work of fiction, at least you can have you know, supernatural things and superhero shit and have stuff that, like, most people don't believe is real, you can't do that with giant monsters. Yeah, that's true. Once Godzilla shows up, like, everybody knows. Yeah, it's a a fair point. Because even in, like, like in Avengers, in the first Avengers movie, everybody... Everybody like knows something happened in New York, but they don't know exactly what it was, Mm because it's, like, you know, there wasn't a ton of, of, of like footage. It was a fairly small area that if it was a huge monster that was like as the size of a skyscraper, everyone would know. You're yeah. right. Like there's no way to not have that. I mean, I, I think in the Avengers universe, they know what happened there. We just don't really like, they just call it the incident because of, I don't know, some reason. Sure. But like, I, it's I guess the incident because like it's, they, it's a metaphor for nine 11, yeah. but they don't want to say it. Well, well yeah. I, I, I guess I just mean and everything. It's slightly less clear than it would be if it was just like, yeah, this is a picture of Godzilla. That's what Godzilla yeah. looks like. And, and, <laughs> like. And I mean, yeah. I, and I can this even giant like, lizard fucked a building. <laughs> and I can, I can maybe even see like people in another city, not believing that this happened. But if you live in Angel Grove, right. there's no yeah. way you couldn't know. They have monster <laughs> alarms. They literally have like systems. Yeah, yeah. Well, like we make the we make the Avengers comparison. If you lived in New York when that happened, you believed it. Right. <laughs> if you lived in Tokyo when Godzilla shows up, you believe in Godzilla. Yeah. Like maybe maybe someone in like Paris doesn't necessarily believe in Godzilla, but if you're in Tokyo, but you even believe then, in Godzilla. I- it, to be fair, I haven't looked into the darkest conspiracy co- theory corners of the internet. I'm sure it exists, but I haven't seen 9-11 didn't actually happen as like a conspiracy theory that actually got any traction yeah. anywhere. 
That's oh, true. God, it's I bet usually like people, this though, person did it a lot, or whatever. A lot of people, yeah. have, I, 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 like the, it was an inside job thing, gained a yeah. lot of, of footing. Right. But yeah. there's probably some people. I mean, look, there's still people. It's been decades and some people are like, we never went to the moon. Yeah. They filmed that shit in Arizona. The, the, the lady in that episode of Power Rangers that goes, like, the monsters aren't real. That's just a made-up thing the government made of. You know? Like, the, they, 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 you know, oh, like, honey, the they, 5G towers are just making you hallucinate monsters. <laughs> the, the liberal media, the liberal Jew-run media wants you to believe that the Power oh, Rangers God. are out there. So, in any case, uh, he opens this package and sees a bunch of electronics and he's sort of figured it out at this point. And TJ says, okay, guys, meet me at the gym and juice bar in two hours. And I do love that again, Balkan skull are like, we will be in jail in two hours. And which is like, <laughs> God, their boss has them on the fucking fast track to jail. I guess like, this is the, tw- is the back to the future to 2015 thing where they got rid of lawyers. So it's very expeditive now. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, but he's just like, stay out of sight. Their boss is the brother-in-law of the police chief. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Stay out of sight and I'll see you there in two hours. And, uh, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. At the end of this day, one shall stand, one shall fall. Honey... What are you doing? Just recording some lines for a promo for War and Beast, since we're reviewing the new War for Cybertron series. Uh-huh. Well, that explains you're wearing your Optimus hoodie. But why aren't you wearing any pants? Uh, new episodes of War and Beast, Mondays on AudioEntropy.com. Welcome back. So, uh, TJ, or I'm sorry, the the rest of the Rangers finish off the rest of the uh, Pronotrons, and then Mm -hmm. everybody heads back to the power chamber. Uh, There is a very, something that just makes me laugh. I know it doesn't matter, but Cassie's like, we need to get back to the power chamber now. And then they all get in a car. (laughs) Yeah, they're going to drive there? Which <laughs> is not how they get there usually. Can, can, can I, I just, think it's just that they didn't want to leave the car there before they teleported. Can, can I mention the sure, latest episode funny. of Beast Morphers I see? Because it involves like the Yellow Ranger climbing a mountain to get a replacement fossil for her brothers that she destroyed. And like it, it seems like a huge, it's like Mount Springfield. Like it's an unbelievable peak in the middle of this city, I guess. And like she gets to the top of it, she's completely, completely dirty and ragged and like hurt. She gets to the top of it, monsters immediately, immediately teleport in, and so do the rest of the Power Rangers. That's yeah, just right. really funny to me. <laughs> it's, it's just one of those things where when you can teleport, like certain things, you just have to not think about it very hard. <laughs> yeah, it's very funny. I mean, like, in the um, Zordon era, you could argue like it's not no personal gain, right? But like... In that right. era, it's like a, it's like a government or agency. Like it's like you monsters <laughs> couldn't have shown up earlier, so I could teleport up here. God damn it! Yeah. <laughs> so TJ is back at the uh, the power chamber, and he he's got a list of all the shit that's been stolen, and he says a couple things that are. So first of all, he's like phone parts, engine parts, electronics. None of these are worth anything, and I'm like, what that's are you talking about? Yes, they are. <laughs> 
it's it's literally a thing where people strip copper wire out of walls to sell it. So that's a thing. Yeah. To in fairness to TJ, I they say they're not worth a lot. I think I think the idea is like, well, these aren't expensive enough to be worth like the space probe sure. to be stealing for money purposes. They're not mm-hmm. gold. Clearly, they're going to do something yeah. with these. Yeah, yeah. that's sure. I just lo- love to see all those piranatrons at like a scrap metal shop trying to sell a bunch of stuff they had, like, like being told, "Okay, so it adds up to seventeen dollars." All that stuff. Right. Here you or go. They're all picking up bottles to turn them in at the recycling plant <laughs> yep. for three cents each. Yeah, exactly. Um, they're so they're trying to figure out what Divatox would want with it. Uh, the idea is that that she must be building something, but they can't figure out what it is. We cut up to the moon, uh, well... I mean, it is the moon, yeah. It is the moon, yeah, to the moon slash the space base. Yeah, um, we thought we were done cutting to the moon, but then they just started building robots in the moon. <laughs> As you do. Yep. They, they don't got harpoons, though. I, I really wish while they're working, you could see, like, Zez Winnebago in the back just driving past, and he's still yelling about how they're the best and stuff. It would be so good. <laughs> yeah. We're back! I guess they're still on the moon, right? Yeah. Zed? Yeah. Okay. I mean, last time we saw them, they were just driving sure. on the moon. Oh, no, wait, they were in bed, and Divatox called them that one time. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Um, but that was after that they blew up the, the Machine Empire, and Zed proudly declared that they were back, baby. Yep. And <laughs> we're back to bed, everyone. Let's go take a nap now. <laughs> so uh, this Protron hands over the... Uh, uh well my Netflix crashed so that's great. Hey guys, what happens next? Okay. <laughs> so Divatox Diva is in the station and she's yelling down to the moon like what's taking so long? Nah, nah, nah. Uh, Are you guys fucking done yet? There's a little bit of a stage business where she nearly falls off the balcony yeah, and yeah. into space, I guess. And Porto's I, like, actually, we are done, so I, fuck I you. I like how like, <laughs> both Divatox and Porthos on the surface have like a, a megaphone, but not even like an electric one. It's just like a metal oh, yeah. comb that they yell through. It's magic. <laughs> don't, don't, it's yeah, really- don't even think about how there's no <laughs> oxygen or air there, but here you go. <laughs> I mean, I, I think it's a great gag. Like, I don't, I don't want to... Yeah. I don't want to do the like the logical thing to be like, oh, it's magic. No, like I think the gag is supposed to be that they just have regular ass yep. analog like megaphone things, yep. and they're just like, yeah, that that's good enough because they mean, yell real good. Porto is yell. Porto also has glass in front of his mouth because that's <laughs> what his costume is, and he's yelling through. Like an old timey, it's really fun. Yeah, yeah, it's really great. Maybe what I should just say, you know, Portho, you're inside like a suit, and this is just a metal thing, and there's no oxygen on the moon, and I'm in orbit around it, so you might want to speak up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But so Porto says, like, the the cat Zord is ready to go on your command, uh, my queen. And then Diva talks, is like, okay, hey, remember how I'm also supposed to be kind of a witch. Yeah, and then she just she <laughs> she fucking like lightning starts happening around her, and she just goes, "I command you to destroy the Power Rangers." Like she actually, for a second there, remembers she's actually like supposed to be a for real deal villain uh-huh. for like ten seconds there. <laughs> yeah. She has a few takes different it very powers. Seriously. She can like put electricity in robots. She can lick a bat and turn it into a vampire. Couple other <laughs> things, not much. Real quick, Simon, I just, because I I don't think the episode, well, it just came out, uh, 
the we determined that actually anybody could lick those bats. Oh and yeah, I was I was on that episode. I know. Oh, that's right. I forgot. I, forgot. I just think My it's bad. funnier if I say she can lick a bat into a vampire. Sorry. <laughs> I mean that is very funny. Uh-huh. Listen, you're right. You're right. I'm sorry, Emily. Go ahead. Okay, so this is the first time we really get to see the cat Zord like fully, and now we've seen all three of them. Which ones? Like, I think they're pretty good designs. These robots. I think they're I pretty think they cool looking. Which one's your favorite out of all mm. of them? I like the shark probably the most. Yeah, I was gonna say the shark. I, this cat one's really strong, but the shark one is just—it's a—it's a cool shark zord. I don't know. I like how <laughs> much they have little artic—like not huge, but little articulated puppet bits where like the the fan moves around on the shark zord. And, yeah, they're all uh, pretty power. They're all pretty good designs. Like the eagle one's cool and everything, but I think the shark one definitely is like the coolest for me. It's an interesting thing where, like, evil Zords and one-off Zords that are, like, Megazords by themselves often have more strength of, like, cohesion in their designs because it's one robot. Yeah. Um, but I-, I like all three of these. They're, do they're do, do we actually see the shark at this point in this scene? Cause no, but we've, no. Seen, we've seen the shark previously on the, the shark last episode. The previous episode, oh, and also we're going to okay. see it in, in a minute, yeah. Okay. Because um, I was really confused later on when the shark that, shows up. That's that's one thing too. Is like that shot makes no sense in the Power Rangers episode. In the in the Car Ranger, it's like it's literally right after they beat the shark Zord. Yeah. So of course it's right there. But this, it's like it's been a few days. I think like <laughs> right. That's the thing. The shark Zord was in the previous episode, and they beat it. And <laughs> he's we'll, just there we'll, now. We'll, we'll talk about it in a second. Yeah. But yeah, so basically, the cat Zord takes off. Um, and uh, the so at this point, Alpha is like, d- is this when Alpha just straight up says, "Oh yeah, okay." The the computer says that uh, the parts are to build a remote control system for her Zords. Oh, okay, <laughs> thanks, computer. <laughs> like, they put in, what can you make with phone, some wires, remote <laughs> control? Enter. Oh, okay. All right, we're all yeah. for robots. I think that would have been stronger if, like, maybe Justin figured that out or something. Like, but that's that's what kills me is because Justin is like, they're building something, but what? And then Alpha is just like, well, the computer says it's this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it even would have been fine if just Alpha figured it out instead right. of putting it in the bat computer. Yeah, it's very funny. Um, so then he says Divatox is attacking with an evil Zord and they got to get down there. They morph and head down to Earth, uh, and then we see the best cut in the history of Power Rangers, <laughs> Yep, which is it just cuts. They get down to Earth, they see the Cat Zord, and they're like, oh boy, this is going to be a tough fight. And then it just cuts over to Blue Centurion <laughs> and his robot punching the Shark Zord. Like, <laughs> yeah! No context, no act, no any kind of previous like mention of this of Blue Centurion or the shark in this episode at all? He's well, just he, wrestling already with Blue yeah, Centurion. No, he, well, he's not. He's not wrestling it because I think it's the same in both versions. He's he's moving it. He's like, who left this thing here? <laughs> yeah, or he drops a like line that. about like litter in the ocean. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and like in the other in in, in the center, he literally says like. Oh, you can't park this here. You're right. You're right. I was wrong. He's not even fighting he's it. He's just him. dragging this. He's already like knocked Zord. him out or something. Yeah. 
It's well, like I said, funny. Simon, it was it was just, it was defeated last episode, so presumably it's been there for weeks. <laughs> it's or just days, been this gigantic they... <laughs> fucking building-sized carcass in the middle of the city that they don't know what to do with. It's you know, this is something that we don't talk about, but it's really convenient that most monsters blow up when you kill them because it'd be a real problem if if they just had these You'd giant the corpses everywhere. Team. Like, well, I mean, that's kind of what you know, the Ron Perlman's gang is about in Pacific Rim and oh, yeah, Damage Control right. and Marvel and that. stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, There's totally. actually um, a really cool manga called uh, Kaiju Number no. Eight, where um, it's about uh, kaiju's are attacking Earth constantly, and the main character is in the beginning is just part of the cleanup squad, mm-hmm. cleaning nice. up these giant monster carcasses, and it's gross. really neat. Yeah, I mean uh, it's gross, but it's neat. <laughs> oh yeah, sure. Um, so they. Uh, so yeah, th- that happens, and then we cut back to, um, I guess it's just to establish this Zord still exists, remember please? Uh, <laughs> and then we cut to Rygog, who pushes the button on his remote control, and it uh, it enables the shark Zord to start yep. moving again. Um, it, it like shove, shoves over the Blue Centurion Zord. Uh, which remains out of the picture for the rest of the episode, which... <laughs> he like, was just there the, for that. The fact that... Okay, the Power Rangers <laughs> are going to fight three evil Zords, they have two Megazords, and Blue Centurion doesn't show up, and that's very funny to me. Like, it's just <laughs> very funny. Uh, we, we we then see the him also... Su- the Cat Zord also summon the Eagle... Uh, Zord from the previous episodes, and uh, then all three of them form up to to fuck up the Power Rangers. Um, they summon the Rescue Megazord, and then TJ basically Im- immediately is like, "All right, let me go ahead and go get the other one." Also, and he jumps out uh, <laughs> to go get the the uh, uh, I guess, Turbo Megazord. I guess no, like we see uh, um, the Spoo Centurion Zord with all the. Um, High stance Zords about oh, to attack. Oh, you're right. Now. I'm sorry. That's right. I mean, I, mean, yeah. you, I yes. mean, I also forgot that he was still in the picture. Like, this is actually a really good Zord fight. Honestly, I completely like, forgot. A- yeah. Anytime there's a Zord fight and it's not a Mega Zord, I'm there for it. It it happens so rarely. I just want to see these individual robots fight sometimes, and they do. Yeah, this I had episode. forgotten. It, it is all the 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 like humanoid forms of the yep. the Zords. Which, to be fair, is the inferior form of those Zords. They should just be cars rolling around and shooting. But I'll yeah, take it I can't anyway. see much in that too. Like we don't get to see the cars. The first yeah. time we see the rescue Mega Zord Zords, it's like they get to like do stuff as cars. Mm-hmm. And and they trans back, they go back and forth between the cars and the robots, you know, and this is just robots. But yeah, I don't think we've said it explicitly, but it is something that's become obvious as an adult, which is that the the little Zords, which you know the the individual Zords, it, that mm-hmm. shit's just way more expensive for oh, them for sure. to make to to make footage of. That's true. Yeah. And yeah. it's way easier to have people in suits doing humanoid zords like in this in this scene than to have right. models of cars rolling around. Yeah, yeah, it's just something that I never thought about. It's like, oh well, of course we don't see that because it costs more and probably took them a lot more time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, so the uh, the they get knocked out uh, by all the the megazords. Big fireball or, sorry, from by, the lion zord. 
Yeah, by all the evil zords. Uh, yeah, they combine their power together and throw a fireball, and it's like it wrecks all of them. Yeah, so I guess uh, is what ta- this is what takes Blue Centurion out for the rest yeah. of the episode. I guess. <laughs> yeah, they do a Chrono Trigger. Yeah, he's just down right for there. the count. Like, does it does does him being just down for the count make more sense in the Sentai or? Well, no, I, I mean, well, I mean, kind of because like the story's not really about Blue Centurion. Like, it, it's kind of weird that he even showed up in the episode at all because again, it's about. The relationship between Dapu and the Car Rangers, um, and that's why even they're using these this version of the Zords rather than going to the Megazords because they don't have enough car magic power to like make ah. the Megazord. So like, yeah. So uh, at this point, all the Ranger the Ranger Zords are on the ground. Uh, yeah, I, and... I mean, like technically, they're all down for the count right now, and the only yes. reason they get back up is because they do this thing they're going to do. Right. So <laughs> this is where in Emily's description. Uh, the the car magic stuff happens with Dapu, which makes more sense because what happens in Power Rangers is um, they Divatox says use full power. Yeah, she's like so. Porthos wants to like ease ease the Zords in and like power them up like safely, and Divatox is like no, like put all the levers to the max right now, blow out their fuses. I want to see it, and uh, it kind of like the. It cuts back to the Zords sparking, and for a second, I believe, thought she'd blown them out for some reason, and it's just because she was dumb or something. So, so I'd have to go back and count, but there's a very decent chance that Divatox refusing to listen to Porto causes her to be defeated more often than the Rangers Oh, yeah, yeah it's, it's like it's, three it's times. It's up there, like, because the first time the Terror Zord it happens, there's definitely like three or four I can think of off the top of my head. Where Porto's like, "Hey, don't do that," and she does it. And <laughs> um, when Diva talks, wants to bake a frozen pizza, and it says like three fifty on the, or three seventy five, say on the box, and she's like, "Well, that's like two hundred whole degrees on my oven. I'm not using right there, so I should just like like crank it up right there. That's that's gonna make pizza way faster." That's Divitox a good analogy. Only like cooks anything at 500 degrees. <laughs> yeah. I have this broil thing I'm going to use every time. It, yeah. Wait, in, the, in that pizza episode, didn't they order like a burnt pizza? <laughs> yes, she wants it burnt. Oh my God. She doesn't. She only <laughs> no knows how measures. to use the high settings. Um, <laughs> so she. So at this point, they're on the ground and uh, the. the they're. Rygog pushes the Zords to the limit, quote unquote, according to Alpha. And uh, Alpha says, why don't you try a power inversion? And TJ says, of course, a power inversion. All right, Rangers, take on the power. And then... Yeah, and and also this this split screen here of all the Rangers looking really dramatic, that's them declaring their love for Dapu in the original. And this is just them, deus ex machina. (laughs) Yeah. I get... I get the logic of it, and it's not even the first time they've done it. It's like, okay, they're going to shoot a big energy beam at us, do some science so that we can absorb it and use it to charge our batteries. Mm-hmm. But they don't do enough to explain that that's what's happening, so it yes. doesn't really... Yeah, yeah. It, It's a bummer, and, and like literally just like, okay, now invert the power, and... It's the like, reverse the polarity. Like, we made up some science so that we win now, so... That's yeah, what exactly. A bunch of beams shoot back into the Power Rangers, and they get power back online, uh, and then they form the Megazord, and then they also get a second Megazord, and then mm-hmm. they just beat the shit out of the Zords. Well, the what, what I think is, is, is really cool about this finishing move is they combine 
the two Megazords to do a finishing move where like they do, uh, I'm not sure what the move's called in this version, but in the Sentai, the, the move that the rescue Megazord does is called victory twister mm-hmm. and they, they fire it off. And then the, 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 uh, regular turbo Megazord cuts it in half and both parts like hit the, the lion sword. Oh, neat. In the Sentai, that's because Dapu's in the chest and they don't want to hit Dapu. Uh, so they split the, the fact the, that there's a shot. In, in the Power Rangers version of the fight, where you can clearly see Dapu in the box in one of the shots. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's like, it's a, he's, like, zoomed in, covering, like, the full left side of the shot. It, it's not quite as egregious as that, uh, the Tickle Sneezer episode, where there's a giant where you can Japanese just see a boy. child. Yeah. But <laughs> it is, like, pretty egregious. Oh, wow. Yeah. I need to look out for this. I, I also really like the part where they like, they, the, the Gatling gun shoots back the fin of the shark at oh, yeah. the shark. Oh, yeah. That's so yeah. cool. Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> the, the, sh- the shark shoots its fin out, and they use the Gatling gun to just shoot bullets at it, and it's like a, a DBZ beam struggle, basically. Yeah. Um, that's pretty fun. Uh, yeah. And then, yeah, they blow up uh, all the Zords. It's it, they they win pretty quick once they get all their their I need to, their I need to see up. the shot of Dapper here. I'm looking now. Yeah, uh, it's pretty great. Uh, we actually don't. Uh, go back to the Rangers after the finishing move. We go back to the sub, and we see Rygog just stumble oh, in, like, "Oh, oh God! Anybody get the the number on that train?" Yeah, if you're look, if you're watching the show, it's like right as the Cat Zord gets destroyed, you can just see Dapu. Uh, yeah, I right saw in the middle there. <laughs> it's it's tiny. You would never be able to see that and see. I'm talking about a different shot. Like the, he is like right close to the camera on oh, the right. left okay. side of the screen. Interesting. Uh, I'm gonna see if I can find it. I'm gonna just rewatch this whole fight while y'all talk about the, sure. the next bit. So, so they they win, and Ragog stumbles in, uh, like smoking to the uh, um, uh, the submarine, and uh, Deutoxy yells at him and just says, "I swear we'll defeat them." Blah 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 blah, and Ragog just kind of passes out on the ground. Um. We cut to the gym and juice bar where Bulk and Skull uh, have disguises. <laughs> I do like these I, disguises. These ones are good. <laughs> yeah, Bulk has a, a fake beard and Skull has like... Bulk's um, trying to get into a ZZ Top cover band and... <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, Skull has like a, a, a... I don't really like a mop top haircut It's just a really big wig, wig that goes over yeah. his eyes. Can, like. can, can I just go back a second to Divatox? Because the last thing she says sure. in this episode is we are going to defeat them if it is the last thing we do. I mean, spoiler, they do defeat them. It is the last thing they do. Yeah, yeah. I caught that too when I was watching it. I'm glad you mentioned it because I, yep. I forgot to. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Yeah, it, that's true. Good point. Um, so, Foreshadowing. <laughs> the, they uh they're like ah no one would ever recognize us mm-hmm. uh in these disguises and then uh a security guard with two cops i mean I it's, guess their it's, boss. it's their it's boss it's yeah. the owner of the company um and two cops immediately are, are just like there they are it's them right there hello okay i found it 1538 on the netflix you can see dapu so clearly oh yeah yeah um so they, they, uh, they're like, no, no, no. We know what happened, but don't tell. Or if we tell you, you'll think we're crazy. And their boss is like, whatever, tell me. And he's like, okay, fine. It was aliens. The aliens did it. <laughs> and uh, they're like, yeah, they're crazy. Put them in jail. I, and, 
for a Great. second, the boss, it looks like he's like he believes them. And then, like, it's the double fake out where he, like, he's saying, you're right that you are crazy and I don't believe you. It's, it's, yeah. It sucks. He should believe them. There's been a giant monster attack just today in the city. Yeah. Yeah. I like how he's, like, ordering on these cops. He's like, take them in! And the cops move, and then, like... Of course. Cops always, always following the orders of capital, as always. Yeah. And meanwhile, Mm -hmm. the ex- Police lieutenant is behind Vulcan Skull saying nothing. Uh, yep, right. <laughs> <laughs> He's been disgraced. So yeah, okay, exactly. so we get something that I don't think has ever happened before. <laughs> this is such I don't a know good if scene. Alpha like put some extra juice into the teleportation. Oh yeah, but like the Rangers don't just warp in. There's like a lightning storm inside the gym and juice bar with their arrival. Like they make an entrance. <laughs> it's cool, man. Because they they honestly do. They don't do this. Like I- I'm, I'm not very often, though. I want to say maybe they've done it one or two other times, but the Rangers showing up in the gym and juice bar is like very rare, um, or or like you know at school or or other like the civilian locations, basically. Um, so the Rangers teleport in all of them, mm-hmm. and TJ is like, "Excuse me, officers, but uh, these two men are heroes, and they're the w- why we figured out who the bat like what was happening." And it's mm-hmm. it's great. I really love this scene. Yep. It's so good. I love the Rangers helping them, and like and like TJ goes up to re- the Red Ranger goes up to Bulk and puts his hand on his shoulder and it says, "You're a very brave man." Mm-hmm. As are you, Mr. Skelovich. Yeah, and he was just like, you're a very brave man, Mr. Bulkmeyer and Mr. Skelovich. Mm-hmm. Like, very formal about it to really sell this whole thing. Yeah, he's like, thank you for your service. May the power protect you both. Like, it's so good. It's, it's good. very, very cute. And, uh, and then they use the may the power protect you line. Uh-huh. Like, it's, yeah. it's it's so corny and so cheesy, and, and it does a lot of things. I wish the show did more. It's just, it's a nice scene. There's a, a really cute, like... Uh, thing that I just caught actually, which is that TJ says, "May the power protect you," and he d- makes like a fist, and they both, Bulk and Skull, make fists to like copy him. Yep. But also, Lieutenant Stone does it yep. in the background, oh, which I, didn't I just that. saw. He, he, he's a secret Power Rangers fanboy as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's great. I also like they add sound effects when Bulk and Skull do it, so, so like their bones are cracking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, but it's very cute, and and they oh they do also say like and here's what where all the packages went and into this device and okay all right bye and then you know they, they, doing this stuff is probably against Zordon's bullshit rules, which really shows how Zordon was a bad guy and sucks. Yeah, well, I mean, they didn't sucks. do it for personal gain. They they did it to clear people who were actually innocent. Sure, you know? but I mean. Yeah, I, th- I think the implication I mean, of the rules is that they're only supposed to morph to solve, like, alien robot problems and not right. human cop problems. Uh, I mean, I, I think – I love this. It, it is – I'm glad they don't do it a l- that much because I think it makes it more <laughs> It would be great to have the Power Rangers just show up in every, like, civilian plot in every episode just to go, no, no, I'm vouching for these people. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd be great. But they leave, and it's so funny because they must literally have teleported to like the hallway because yeah. TJ shows up so fast, unmorphed yep. afterwards. Um, and he, uh, he enters a scene from the opposite side the Power Rangers were on, which yep. really I don't know. It's just funny. It's a good visual gag. <laughs> yeah, 
it's very funny. And Bulk is like, the Power Rangers saved us. TJ, you missed it. And uh, uh, the the boss is like, okay, fine. I get it. Uh, I, I understand. And then Bulk's like, cool, because we want a big raise. Because <laughs> yeah, of how much we fucking went through, we want a raise. <laughs> and Skull's like, I want a new truck. With Public apologies. Yeah. Healthcare. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, Unions. Yeah. Bulk uh, shows up, uh, or Bulk goes over to talk to um, Ashley and and Cassie and says, like, hey, I, I wanted to tell you, I think TJ is a really good dude. Uh, and uh, Cassie's like, oh, well, he said the same thing about you. And Bulk gets his face. It's so cute. He's, oh. like, genuinely touched that, that <laughs> TJ thinks he's a good guy. It's really good. Yeah, yeah, it's very yeah, this sweet. This is maybe he the nicest CJ. anyone has been to him. Yeah, right. You know? He's so not used to anyone saying something nice to him. He gives him a big hug when TJ comes up. <laughs> and it lands on a freeze frame of TJ's like kind of uh, face as he's being hugged yeah, by. Yeah, it's, it's one of those comically like big kind of uncomfortable bear hugs. Yep. Yeah. Like, yeah, this is this is the most like probably outside of his like like doting family that we've seen. Like mm-hmm. this is probably the most genuine affection like Bulk has gotten from anyone outside yep. of yeah. Maybe skull. Yep. Like it, it reminded me of like the best scene per, for me personally from the new Power Rangers comics, which is like Kimberly from the future where everything is hell comes back and poses as uh, young Kimberly's uh, cousin or aunt or whatever. And when she sees uh, Bulk, she just like gives him a huge hug because <laughs> she misses like the <laughs> normal shit. And uh, it's just like when I think because so like for, for the Rangers, like Bulk and Skull are like represent the civilian side so yeah. much of yeah. them. So when they are like sweet to them, it's just it's real nice. I really like it. Yeah. Well, um, the the thing with Bulk and Skull, and this is this is getting into kind of more like meta discussion, like. Part of why it's so nice when we get the rare episode like this, where we get like bulk and skull focus, is they really are the most prominent civilian characters. Yeah. Like the closest is maybe Ernie. Right. Even when he was around, he didn't do that much. Especially right now, it's just them. Like there have been times where there's been a more robust civilian cast, but like right now, it's just them and Stone. And so, like. Yeah. When they interact with them more meaningfully, it makes them feel more like real people. I guess uh, it, it's nice. Yeah, I, I feel like that. I feel like would be in, and yeah, we're kind of doing it through this lens of like we've been watching the show very slowly over years. We take it more seriously than just about anybody else does. But like, Bulk and Skull, like are they like? I don't want to say they're the heart of this of the series. Because, like, the, I feel like that short changes the Rangers themselves. But Bulk and Skull are kind of the heart of the series after yeah. a while. Yeah, they you are. Know? They're definitely the through line, at least this far. Like, so, yeah, yeah for sure. I mean, they stick and around for an extra season after this and then kind of are not in it anymore. And it's a shame, but yeah. Yeah, that's something we're eventually going to have to contend with. Like, thankfully, we're still, like, you know, a little over a year away from that. But, like, 
aside from like Bulk's occasional appearance in Lost Galaxy, I think he shows up from time to time in there. Very Skull's like three or four gone, times. And then we're gonna I get think. like yeah. all the way to Samurai. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, see, and I, I think Bulk shows up like twice in Lost Galaxy. Uh, also, we're about to say farewell to Lieutenant Stone. I don't think he shows up after Turbo. Yeah. Um. Like. Okay. It's like one thing to have them leave the show, but I wish they got more of a send off. Like mm-hmm. because and and then when they show up again in, in Samurai, like, I mean, I can have your head cannons, but like, bulks like alone with like the skulls kid and mm-hmm. like skulls ignoring him and like he's still kind of like doesn't really have his life together and it's like. Yeah, oh, it the, sucks. The, the perfect end for them is the end of in space. Yeah. It, it's a bummer that they kept using them. Yeah, but it's, it gets very like it, one thing you can say about kind of what we do here when we talk about like what we'd rather the show do and what we like about the show and like what we wish and all that jazz. Like a lot of our discussion about the show can charitably described as like script doctoring and uncharitably described as out and out fan fiction. But, like, I feel like that's kind of the number one thing we've been coming back to over and over and over and over and over again is we wish the show made more of an effort to do right by Bulk and Skull. And it's so weird to say that because, again, these are characters who are introduced trying to commit assault on two yeah. girls in their school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But their but position in this – yeah, their position in this show and their position in this world and their, like – the way they are as people changes so much as time goes by, both intentionally on the part of the writers and also kind of unintentionally as the show evolved. Like, like I just, I, I, I want to see my boys be happy. I want them to have a happy ending. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And it's, I, I really like where they end up in, in space and, you know, everything is power Rangers. Canon is, is mutable. Uh, yeah. Have, you know, headcanon is just as important as anything else. Um, but yeah, so that's the episode. It's it's you real know, it's sweet. just it's, sorry, it just hit me. Sorry, sorry to drag this out a little bit longer, but you know what? I this is this is kind of relitigating the 2017 movie, and that movie had a lot of things that worked about it, and a lot of things that didn't. I think with hindsight, that might have been the thing that was most missing. Is that movie really didn't have anyone to care about who wasn't a ranger? Yeah, that's true. Like there were the bully girls and like the one kid who like tried to break Billy's hand, God. and like like they really wanted us to care about Jason's dad, and I just couldn't. Yeah, yeah. Like we, you need Balkan Skull. I, I, I in think there. having civilian characters is important, and Balkan Skull are, are good ones. Yeah, that's, and like that's I, for sure. We were just talking about how he kind of replaced Ernie. How much better would Samurai have been if like? They had like brought him back as Ernie and as the Ernie, and like That's he, they what just they went to be done. Yeah, yeah. They they keep like and yeah. Super Mega Force brought back some another guy named Ernie. Like just just ha- like if you're gonna do that, if you're gonna lean hard on continuity and nostalgia and Power Rangers, and on some level they should maybe step away from that. But like if you're gonna do it, the obvious correct answer, the the objective correct answer, Bulk runs the gym and juice bar. Yeah. Like, why would you not do that? That's that is a gimme. That is a freebie. Mm-hmm. No, they're gonna call it a new character next season to run it instead. Sorry. <laughs> well, damn it, Simon. <laughs> uh, so that's it for the episode. Um, Got real real at the end there. <laughs> yeah, but it's nice to to. Yeah. Like, I mean, okay. When we see them in Forever Red, uh, it's implied that Tommy is running the Putty Ball restaurant and Balkan Skull are his employees. Does that help? 
Wait, the Putty yeah, Bowl nice. restaurant? I mean, it's some kind of terrace poolside restaurant, and it reminds me of the Putty Bowl restaurant. So, headcanon, it is the Putty Bowl restaurant, <laughs> and Tommy yeah. owns it. I mean, it's not explicitly the Putty Bowl restaurant, but we are going to say it is. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> um, so, there you go. And I think that's... I, I mean, we talked about it a lot, but I, I really like how... I think it's important that they've changed this much and how we've we've kind of watched them and, and all that stuff. It's it's great. It's really it's neat. Um so I don't have any questions this week. If you have a question, send it to us at Teens with Tude on Twitter. Teenagers with Attitude is our Facebook group, or at Teens with Tude or sorry, Teens with Tude at gmail.com. Um, if, by the way, quickly, if you want to be in the Facebook group and I have not, uh, accepted you, go ahead and resubmit your request because, uh, it's mostly bots and I just got to find you. So just resubmit. And I've been, I've been trying to get back on that. Um, and let's see, uh, well, and also like it, for real though, if you want to interact with the community, Probably the better way to do it is go to the Audio oh, Entropy yes. Twitter at Audio Entropy, and the pin tweet there is a link to our Discord. There you go. Yeah, that is a sure. lot more active in terms of like other listeners who are there, and also more of us being there. Yeah. So, so there you go. And uh, I think that's pretty much going to do it for us. Uh, actually, real quick, I do have one thing that I've just been wondering about. And because of uh, time and 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 other pressures, I haven't gotten the chance to ask. So, hey Simon, how was Excite Bike? Is that game any good or no? <laughs> I played Excite Bike over uh, about a period of twenty four hours last weekend. I finished it. Thanks for asking. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> that game seems bad. It was. It I mean, it's not, it's not great. It's it's <laughs> fine for what it is. It's a very it's- early, very primitive NES bike racing game but uh, i don't know also it's just, i mean yeah good. the the thing with excite bike is that it's not very well documented but it appears that legitimately winning first place in the last track is nearly impossible though i've seen speed runs that beat that time through using tricks i don't know if it's possible to do it without using those tricks so huh. I considered like getting second place on that race to be sufficient to claim I beat the game because it's one of those arcade games that get infinitely harder until you die. Oh but, sure, yeah. yeah. I I was just curious because like I feel like it's a game that uh, shows up as part of like Nintendo's canon of great games, and yet yeah, I don't it's know not. Like, anyone it's, who's played it's, it. It's part of Nintendo's canon of NES launch games, and it's a Miyamoto game, so it it kind of has pedigree behind it. And they but... and they had and they had Excite Bike sixty four. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm convinced every other Excite Bike, pro- Excite whatever property, even Excite Truck or whatever, was better than this game. But oh yeah, I'm sure it is because it's the, a free... the, the, the thing that's wild to remember about Excite Bike is it has five tracks in it and a level editor that doesn't work. It's busted. You can't save anything, and it cost <laughs> like it was a fifty dollar NES cart when it came out in 1985. Right. So 1985 money, fifty bucks. That's like a hundred bucks now. Yeah, wow. It's, it's, it has maybe two hours of gameplay in it if you're really dedicated to perfecting it. Yeah. So what's what's kind of funny is that like decades later they kind of 
rejuvenated that series with a couple of Wii games, and they're supposed to actually be really good. Yeah, I've I've heard heard it's really it's, good. it's a it's yeah. a it's a pretty easy concept to refine and make better, right? It's just the side-scrolling trick-based racing game where you can do well. You can't even do flips in the original, but you can tilt your bike to like so angle matters as well as speed and elevation yeah. and everything. But, and and yeah. they've done two D bike games better since for yeah. sure. I mean, yeah, you, you should play Trials. Trials is great. It's way better than the side bike for sure. But yeah. But I mean, to be fair, and yes, game, but like, yeah, <laughs> it's not yeah. fun to go back to. <laughs> I was just curious because I, 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 I like to follow. If you, if y'all don't follow Simon on Twitter, uh, he plays through his backlog based on uh, the whim of God, aka <laughs> uh, an algorithm that you uh, use. It's, a, it's, right? a, it's pretty much a random picker that goes through my uh, backlog and just right. tells me so play like, this now. It's just very fun for me to be like, all right, everybody on my timeline is talking about, I don't know, Last of Us 2, except Simon, who's <laughs> the playing. The PlayStation 5, everything is playing Spider-Man and Demon's Souls right now, and I'm like, hey, so I beat Excitebike today. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it's also really funny to have that as a brand, so I keep it up. And yeah, I just thought it was. I just thought it was funny, because I, I was like, man, I literally don't think I know anybody who's played fucking Excitebike, <laughs> so I was just <laughs> curious. Okay, well, cool, Excitebike. There you go. So, not not a full recommendation. It doesn't no, exactly it's, I mean, don't like. play $50 for it. Uh, if you have an NES Classic or otherwise have it for free, like, give it five minutes. I think it's on the virtual console that the Switch has. Yeah, don't play. <laughs> don't pay five bucks. Oh, yeah, it's on the Switch thing. So if, if you have the Switch online, you have it for free already. So go and play five minutes of it. It's fun. There you go. Yeah. All right. Uh, and with that, let's wrap up. Uh, Mike, you got anything you want to plug this week? Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Mike Loves Rabbit, and uh, you can hear me on Idolon Playtest. And I'm I'm real proud of pr- proud of uh, Idolon Playtest, y'all. Like it's I, very I good. keep saying it, but it keeps uh, being true. Shit is getting real. We're trying, uh, like, not to get spoilery or anything, but we are we are in the process of doing something really big for the uh, 17th episode of Idolon Pop, and it is it's some crazy shit. Yeah, uh, d- definitely give it a listen. It's uh, it's real fun. Check that out. Uh, Simon, you got anything you want to plug? Yeah, my Twitter is the real Simbin, where you can like go back and read my two tweets about Excitebike, and <laughs> <laughs> I just started playing uh, the Legend of Zelda Four Swords Adventures now. Another classic that is better than Excitebike, in my opinion. There you go. The GameCube Perfect. one. Yeah, the GameCube one, nice. with, and I have a GBA with a cable, so I'm playing it the right way. I Heck love yeah. that game, but um, if I remember correctly, and I swear this is true because I remember hating it so much, if one of your control, if one of the GBA games or GBAs comes disconnected from it, it like resets the whole game. Oh, is that correct? I don't. I, that, that hasn't happened to me. I hope it's not true. Okay, yeah, that would suck a lot. We were playing and we were in the middle of a dungeon and like one of the four fucking Game Boys ran out of battery and it uh, just reset the whole game and I that's rough. lost and my like, mind. On the GBASP, which is what I have, uh, the the cable for the GameCube covers the the charging slot on the GBA, so you can't even right. charge it while you're playing. Also, it. it's like half a foot long. Anyway, uh, yeah. Emily, oh, you is know what game is like that use the fucking GBA GameCube connector and it's absolutely. Like mind-boggling that they haven't brought it back that because it was a ton of fun and it'd be really easy to bring back. Are you gonna make a joke about Crystal Chronicles and how they brought it back without that stuff? 
No, no. I was going to say Pac-Man versus. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, would that be shit fucking slapped. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Emily, is there anything you'd like to uh, promote? Uh, yeah, you can catch me on Twitter at this is Emeralds. Um, sorry if you tried to go to my Twitter last week and it was locked. It's not locked anymore. <laughs> uh, and also, you can catch um, me and uh, Cassie streaming on twitch.tv slash verisimilitudrituals. There you go. Cool. And uh, for me, you can just find me at Chinchy McChilla on Twitter. And I, I don't know. I post random bullshit. Sometimes I, like, get really mad about politics which i'm sure you're thrilled about sometimes <laughs> but mostly it's just like my cat and she's real cute so she's very me. cute she's <laughs> a sweetheart she's also an idiot anyway uh that's, that's it. the best that, that's the best combination cute and idiot yep. <laughs> uh, for teenagers with attitude i've been zach i've been mike i've been Simone. and i've been emily and may the power protect you always especially Bulk and Skull.